This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys. Hello. I'm in the room with uh, my videographer, Tony. We're going to be getting into it with Amy. She's a psychotherapist, speaker, and author of the best selling book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. She's also a friend of mine. We have Devante, who's an influencer. He has a, what, over 6 million followers on TikTok? Correct. And we're going to be getting into a conversation today. And you and Tony are friends. Yes. Is this common that influencers are friends with each other? Uh, it just depends who, you know, they are and like who they come across. Me personally, I am pretty much very much well-reserved for the most part. Um, I'm very picky, you know, about like who I hang out with and stuff like that. But Tony is someone that I've always admired for the last couple of years now. And it's great to finally live in the same state, but not only that, be able to be friends and collaborate and do business and stuff with them. And who hit up the other person first? Actually, you know what? I think it was mutual. Yeah, I think so. I think it was pretty mutual. As far as okay. collaborating, I hit him up for a video that I had in mind. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like you guys are influencers, which you hit up each other to collaborate on videos. And then mm-hmm. Amy and I both write books and we're both in mental health. We're both coaches. You're a, you know, Amy's a mental health trainer, right? Strength, strength trainer, really. Right. So I was a therapist by trade and now I do what I call mental strength coaching. So you're basically sitting down with two coaches today. Sweet. Nice. So we're going to do, we're going to do some coaching, but Amy has a book that took off, right? And it all started with a blog. She wrote a blog and tell us why you wrote that blog. Uh, So I was a therapist, but I went through this series of losses in my life. My mom passed away uh, when I was 21 and actually when I was 23 and three years to the day of when my mom passed away, my 26 year old husband died of a heart attack. And a few years after that, my father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer. And I thought, oh, I've gone through these losses. My heart is broken. I've grieved for so many years. And I just remember digging in my heels and thinking, this isn't fair. I knew I was going to face another loss. I didn't want to. And so I wrote a list of what mentally strong people don't do. And it was what I'd learned in my therapy office over the years, that people who went through hard times and were able to grow from it didn't have certain bad habits. And it was a letter when I was done. There was 13 things on the list. And I would read it over to myself every day. If Okay, just don't do these things and somehow you'll get through the day. And then I thought, if this list helps me, maybe it'll help somebody else. I put it on the internet and thought five people might read it, but 50 million people read that article. And that's how I ended up becoming a, an author and still talking about mental strength today. Damn. Wow. A round of applause for that. Yeah. yeah. Thank Love you. Definitely. From pain to inspiration. Yes. 
So you guys, have you ever sat down with coaches before to help you guys with anything? No. This is the first time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, there's the 13 things, Amy. I thought it'd be helpful to go through the 13 things, and then we'll kind of dip into your guys' lives and talk about that a little bit. Um, the 13 things are, one, they don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. Mentally strong people don't sit around feeling sorry about their circumstances or how others have treated them. Instead, they take responsibility for their role in life and understand that life isn't always easy or fair. Right. There's a big difference between being sad, which can be healthy, but self-pity is when we dig in our heels and we stay stuck and feel helpless and hopeless. They don't give away their power. They don't allow others to control them, and they don't give someone else power over them. They don't say things like, my boss makes me feel bad, because they understand that they are in control over their own emotions, and they have a choice in how they respond. So tempting to blame other people, like, oh, my mother makes me feel bad about myself, or so-and-so makes me mad, but it's up to you to be in control of how you think, feel, and behave. And, and giving away your power, is that essentially just being offended like, like I'll sometimes see online, people are offended for other people being a f- idea of them being offended. Yeah. People aren't upset. They're not upset, but they're upset that someone else could be upset. Yeah. All of those things that we do that waste our time or when you don't like somebody and you spend all day thinking about how much you don't like that person, you give them more power in your life. They don't shy away from change. So that's a big one because it's hard to change. There's no guarantee that life's going to get better. But on the other hand, when you stay stuck and the world is changing around you, then you're not going to be happy in life. They don't waste energy on things they can't control. When you think about it, there's not much you can control. Sometimes it's just your effort and your attitude. You can't control other people. They don't worry about pleasing everyone. That's number five. People pleasers really struggle to say no or to know what their values are, but it's so important to be able to live according to them. They don't fear calculated risks. Sometimes we think that because something feels scary, it's really risky. Right. But when you think about that on another level, that doesn't make sense. If public speaking feels scary, it's not actually risky, but getting in the car and driving to that speaking engagement is where the actual level of risk is. And and so what you're saying, and we're halfway through it is, is if you want to be mentally strong, here's what you don't do. Right. Notice when you do these things and work on giving those things up. Number seven, they don't dwell on the past. Sometimes we get stuck in 10 years ago or the mistake that we made last week and we just keep ruminating on it and replaying it in our heads and you can't focus on now and you can't focus on making your future as good as it could be. Number eight, they don't make the same mistakes over and over. So we've all woken up and said, oh, I'm never going to do that again. And then we do it again (laughs) because we don't learn from it. You have to learn from your mistakes if you don't want to repeat them. So what, what, as we're going through this list of Auntie and Tony, I want you to, whatever sticks out to either one of you where you're kind of like, oh, I'm doing that. Or, oh, sounds like me. Just keep a mental note of that as we're getting mentally stronger together. Number nine, they don't resent other people's successes. This is tough, especially in our world of social media, that we tend to look at other people and think, oh, that person's happier. They're wealthier than I am. They have the much better life than I do. But studies will show that's linked directly to depression. It ruins our mental health. And we need to look at other people as not our direct competitors in life. They might have knowledge we can learn or skills we can gain from, but we're not in competition with everyone. Isn't it such an awful feeling when we look at other people's stuff and we're like, we feel more empty when we compare. I used to be that person. 
all the time. And honestly, it was so draining just having to always look at other creators or just anybody that does something that I've always wanted to do. And I used to be the person that would do the exact same things as they did because I would see them becoming more successful at it. And I'm like, oh, if they did and they became successful, I could do it too. But then it didn't happen. And then it always led to disappointment. And right. so I was like, you know what? I need to start focusing on me and figuring out what my niche is and how I'm able to keep myself happy with whatever it is that I'm doing and not paying attention and focusing on other people. And what For sure. Doing. For so. sure. And Tony, you experienced that too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. I think definitely in the beginning of the stages of like social media, now it's like, it's so slowly brushed off. Mm-hmm. They don't give up after the first failure. Failing feels awful. So most of us try to avoid it at all costs. And then when we fail once, we might think, well, that wasn't meant to be. Or I, I can't possibly be a person who has a successful business. Or, And then it's really tough to convince ourselves to find the courage to try again. It's embarrassing. It's disappointing. And we worry about what's going to happen to us. And we doubt our ability to handle. Mm-hmm. Number 11, they don't fear alone time. So some people will say, why would you fear alone time? I love to be alone. But then when I ask them, what do you do when you're alone? They'll say, well, I'm always texting my friends or I'm on social media. And they're not really alone with their thoughts. Mm. So it's important to just spend some time alone with your thoughts every single day. 12, they don't feel the world owes them anything. Oh, I have so many people that will say things like, well, I have a degree, so I deserve to earn a lot of money. Or I'm a really nice person. How come nobody's ever nice to me? But they're keeping score, thinking that if they put in a certain amount of hard work or a certain amount of kindness, that somehow it's going to come back to them tenfold. And finally, number 13, they don't expect immediate results. Yeah, we live in this world where you can get almost anything online. You can get an answer in four seconds and you can get something delivered to your door in an hour and a half. So people expect that they're going to change their lives in a week. They'll come into my therapy office and say, my depression's not better yet. And I'll have to explain. It took 10 years to get there. You're not going to undo it in, in one week or four weeks of treatment. Right. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So hearing this kind of this list that we went through, are there any that stick out to you, Tony, uh, that are that you kind of struggle with or that you find yourself doing? Um, definitely I can relate to the um Definitely pleasing everybody. You cannot please everybody. I think. Um, How are you pleasing people? I think I'm a people pleaser where I try to, you know, I'm, I want to make sure everyone's good. I want to make sure, I guess in a way, like, you know, people see me for who I am, but sometimes you can't, you just got to give, I don't know. You can't always people please everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed with you, like, uh, when we work together that if you feel like I'm annoyed or upset, mm-hmm. you'll keep calling me. <laughs> and it's yeah. really about nothing but you just want to connect with me yeah because you want to make sure that i don't feel like bothered yeah for sure and, you know like and it's it's even i remember even when you started working for me i remember when we had that moment when i was like all right you're not a fit remember 
Oh, because of the yeah, the first uh the first meme we had. Like I literally was like, and I've had this experience where I'm like, all right, basically Tony and I set a time to get together. And Tony, I was really inspired that he like knew how to make videos. And like at the time I had like 60 followers on TikTok and like no real presence online. And Tony has a huge presence. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's meet Sunday at this time. And we were supposed to set up and meet at that time. And then uh, Kobe Bryant passed. And which to me, I'm like, that's sad. You know, that's a sad situation. But he's like, you know, I'm really having a hard time. Um, I don't, I can't come in and meet with you because Kobe passed. And I was like, oh, did you know him? Like what? Because I'm thinking like this person's coming in for like a, a job, like a career move, you know, he's saying he really wants to work for me. And he's, he's not coming in because someone passed, but it's not even like his relative. Like, I mean, there's a famous person that it's sad through and through, but there's famous people that die every day. Right. So like, uh, what happens like this isn't. And so I let him know. I said, Hey, I, I just don't think this is going to be a fit. Like love you. But, and he was relentless, like a dog on a bone. And all of a sudden, since that day forward, what is that how you remember it, Tony? I think so. I just remember saying that I was like emotionally like uh, messed up because I was like, damn, Kobe Bryant passed away. And I think even when I went to the gym, the whole vibe was just like off. Like everyone was just like cold. Mm -hmm. It just felt weird. And I was just like, I'm not emotionally like or mentally stable enough to like just come in and talk to you. What, what do you have thoughts on that, Amy? Oh, well, I'm curious then, what did you think knowing that Mike's in the mental health field and he's all, yeah, if you can't come in, then, then maybe this isn't a fit. Then, yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't then in my mind. But, but I feel like from that day forward, it like changed right. a bit because like sometimes, sometimes you have to do things in your life or show up. And I feel like we can't, there's always things that happen, right? And some things have greater magnitude. But like other things, I feel like if we start giving a pass, we start compromising ourselves and then we start to get resentful because then we're setting the stage that, yeah, it's okay. You, you haven't started working for me yet, but, um, someone passes and you're not coming in and that's okay. Take a mental health day. I'm like, no, this is called you show up today day. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a family member, I got it. And I feel like our dynamic, Tony's one of the few people where normally I, and I'm not saying this is healthy for me, but I would go, all right, I'm a, this just isn't a fit, right? This is, I don't even know what this is, but this is drama. Like, I, I don't, I don't even know how to, I don't want to be an, a jerk. Right. But like, I'm trying to move forward. Like, and, but I feel like Tony really taught me to like give people another chance you make mistakes you communicate you talk it through and tony's fearless with like he'll get you on the phone he's not one of those who's gonna like text you if he feels like something's up between the two of you at least i feel this way with you you get me on the phone you figure out a way to get me on the phone mm -hmm. and i just i admire you for that how about you Devonte? which of these do you feel like you uh uh i would honestly have to say um Let's see, expecting immediate results, most definitely for me. Um, I grew up, you know, with the family. I, I was a spoiled kid, 
very, very spoiled. And I'm the youngest out of all of my siblings. My siblings are all in their 30s. They all have kids. And then there's just me. Gay child who's very outgoing, you know, has an outgoing personality, social media star, you know, has his own business and everything. So it was just more so of just growing up and then just always wanting things, just wanting, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. Because that's what I grew up as. Like, that's what I'm so used to. But then as I got older, you know, I started just thinking to myself and I'm so happy that my, my mom is, you know, she's my mom and my dad, basically, because my dad was never really in my life. He missed out on majority of it. Um, but she taught me independence. And thank God that, you know, I had the you know, mentality of actually wanting to be independent um, at a young age, starting at like around 16, like already I was talking about, I want to get my own place and mm. I want to start working and, you know, I want to make my own money other than just people, you know, giving me stuff as they used to. And ever since then, I've been able to switch up and, you know, my mom has just been so kind and daring enough to just teach me about independence and how to, you know, budget and how to save up for this, how to do this, how to do that. And it's, and it's always been a really, really great thing and very, very beneficial. So most definitely it was like my weakest. Like the world owes you kind of like there's an entitlement because you got everything that you wanted before. And, and you have a, a social media platform with mm-hmm. millions of followers. Mm-hmm. And so it probably, I imagine if you have millions, it came relatively quick. I mean, compared Very. to posting my first video and then boom, it just went viral. And then every single video I kept posting millions and millions of views, which probably doesn't help with this idea of like, the you know, the world doesn't know you because yeah. <laughs> literally you post your fabulous self and the world just goes, you're viral and you're going to get millions of followers. And I imagine, mm-hmm. especially in business, Mm-hmm. it would kind of be like, well, I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. Like, But even then, like, even if it was business or even if I'm doing like certain endorsements for certain brands or whatever the case may be, people think like, oh, like I have so many followers, he must get everything. It's not even that, honestly. Uh, I don't get everything. And a lot of the times, like for me, I feel like, you know, for one of the things that also was written down in the list too, like, I feel like not everyone, nobody owes me anything. I don't owe nobody anything either. You know what I'm saying? Like I work really hard for my stuff and I put my time and my dedication into it. And it's something that I've had a passion for since I was 15 and I've been working on it since then. And I'm 23 now and I'm still going hard at it every single day. And it's like, you know, I don't, think like all the money should be coming to me. I don't think that every single endorsement should be coming to me. Like I think about stuff like that, like not everything fits me or suits me. So it's like, I will deny that I will work on it myself and I will get it when I feel like my time is right. So, so what, what do you find for, for both of you as influencers, right? Which, um, which I'm always curious, like, you know, people will say like an influencer is anyone who has a page, but then there's like levels, right? It's mm-hmm. just like jujitsu. I'm a white belt in jujitsu with two stripes. There's a big difference between me and a blue belt and a brown belt and a purple. There's levels, yeah, right? And there's types and, and a lot of people, it's kind of the next generation of fame. It's already begun. Mm-hmm. But like when Amy and I were growing up, you know, it was people on television or people in the movies and now it is whether people like it or not the next level of fame are people on social media and i'm curious 
being that you both have so many followers and so much engagement, what's the biggest challenge for you mentally with? I'll have to say for me to just get up every single day and just keep yourself pushing because it sometimes is mentally draining. I literally had to take a break off of social media for a couple of weeks just recently because I was, I was starting to feel like I was forcing myself to get up. And I wasn't, I was starting to not have fun with creating content you, But you're going to get up out of bed anyway. I'm going to get out of bed anyways, but I feel like as far, because social media is, it's But what was the moment? Like, did you have a certain type of post that you couldn't f- figure out? Like, to give me the, give me the moment, <laughs> right? When you're like, all right, I need to take a break. Here was the sign for me. Yeah. So basically just, you know, uh, like I said, I was forcing myself. Like when I'm forcing myself, I can't come up with ideas like I used to, because when I'm not forcing myself, I can come up with ideas left and right, you know, one, two, three, ABZ or, you know, XYZ, whatever. Like it, it was, it was mentally draining for me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not having fun with this anymore. If I'm not having fun, that's when I start to realize I need to take a break. And what, but give me, give, give me a sense because a lot of what you do, Devonte. Mm-hmm. So Tony does funny videos, mm-hmm. humor. He brings in actors. Yeah. Devonte, I mean, he doesn't need much of a budget. It's him with a mirror in the bathroom, <laughs> okay? It's literally him barging into a bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, I'm assuming at his house. And then he's just kind of like, he's just on one. You know, I don't know what the spirit rises through him and he's just gonna, <laughs> he's just gonna tell the kids what they need to hear, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what you do. I would say that's like the most consistent thing you do, right? Yeah, that was the most consistent thing. That's actually what blew me up. Um, as a matter of fact, and is what, like, what, what's the thinking behind it? So for like, you were like, all right, today, I'm just going to let people, I'm going to look in the mirror mm-hmm. because what, what is it like? Is it like an uh, exaggerated, uh, self-affirmation? Is it, it's definitely something that I also, um, I, I do benefit from it too. It's definitely a self-affirmation as well. Um, just although I am like being very loud and obnoxious in these videos. I'm also teaching myself these things. It's too. so crazy though. Cause even when I met you, when you came here, I was like, you're not the guy in the mirror. Like <laughs> meaning like, I'm sure at times, can you give uh, Amy a sense of who the guy in the mirror is? Like we give us a taste of that. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let, let me get into character. Let me, let me set up real quick. Let me set up. Okay. He's adjusting. I'm adjusting. So of course I got to prepare myself. I got to burst through the door, uh, through the door. Okay. All I have to do, be loud and obnoxious, and there we go. Listen, just because your boyfriend broke up with you, cheated on you, whatever the case may be, does not mean that you have to sit up in the bed, being all depressed, cry about it, be sad about it, whatever the case may be. If you don't get up, get dolled up, get dressed up, and feel fabulous, feel pussy or whatever, go to the club. Get you some new guys. Have a good time. And that's all you have to do. And that's on period. <laughs> and and what you're saying is you were doing that and then you realized you were forcing it where you weren't up and jiffy or inspired and you're like god i have to the guy in the mirror is basically this person who actually grew up very 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 shy which is very hard to believe for a lot of people but has you know overcome that and started to you know gain a lot of confidence and then also has been through so much in his life basically and is, you know, smart enough to, you know, observe and see what people do go through in their everyday lives um, on an everyday basis. So I took that and I was like, you know what? I clicked it in my head. Let me make video out of this. But 
let me turn it into a comedy thing. So instead of people being upset about something, depending on what the situation is, whatever I'm talking about, I would talk about it, but I would do it in a comedic way. So that way they could turn their frown upside down and just laugh at the end of the video and feel great about themselves. So that's me. Very loud, obnoxious, you know, free spirit. You know, I'm up. I'm you know, Jiffy, I'm just, I'm happy overall. I got to imagine though, and maybe this is just in my head, but there has to be a sense of loneliness being an influencer at times because there's not like a team. Mm -hmm. And I have to imagine that there is a little bit of like loneliness in it. Is there? Uh, Me, there's a lot of loneliness for me. Um, like I said, like I grew up shy, so I'm used to being by myself most of the time. That's just how I operate. Um, although currently I'm still trying to work on being more like, like adventurous and outgoing and step outside of the house. Cause me, I love to, I love to work on my content. Like that's all I do. But when it comes to like me hanging out with friends and stuff like that, it's like, uh, I'll just stay home. You know, it's, it's, that's always been me, but that's one of the things I'm still trying to work on to this day as we speak. Uh, So I'm curious then when you do these videos and you talk to yourself in the mirror, what, what happens inside your head? What makes it helpful to you? Um, well, first of all, I'm just thinking like, Devante, you're freaking crazy. (laughs) But also I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow, Devante, like this is what you do is actually like amazing. Not only is it beneficial, but it makes me feel really, really good inside because, you know, it's something that everyone can learn. And honestly, like it's changing everyone's mindset going from like a negative place in their lives to, you know, a positive, you know, mindset, you know, they can actually start to change the way that they think or whatever the case may be and get a positive outcome out of it. So not only does it help them, but it helps me as well. And it makes me feel really, really good. It makes me feel very confident and, you know, just happy. Genuinely, so a couple of things I noticed. So obviously we feel good when we're helping other people, but yeah. something else I heard that most people don't do is you refer to yourself in the third person. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of research behind why we should all do that. That when you call yourself by name in your head, it gives you a little mm-hmm. bit of psychological distance mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to make decisions. Our anxiety goes down. We tend to be wiser when we do that. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that something you often do? Yeah. Cause I heard you say you're said Devontae yeah, twice too. and just yeah. say it, right? And it's something LeBron James did it when he was trying to make the decision about whether to go from Cleveland to the Miami Heat. And he's on doing this big press release where he says LeBron James has to do what makes LeBron James happy. Mm-hmm. And people thought he was nuts for calling himself by his own name. But there's actually a lot of research behind it. Even athletes, they perform better when they call themselves by their own name. Mm-hmm. So I love that you just did that and demonstrated that in real time. Yeah, Thank you're you. right. Thank I, you. I remember, <laughs> I remember after the... Um, I think it was American Music Awards. I went with uh, Jennifer Lopez and she was, we went back to an after party afterwards and we were watching her performance. And when she was watching, she's like, ooh, she's flipping her hair. Ooh, she, (laughs) you know, like she was literally talking about herself in that sense. And that's interesting because you're saying that's actually a healthy thing to do is when we can kind of look at ourselves and in that, you know, 20,000 foot view, really, right? Right. Because we offer other people advice that maybe we don't give ourselves. So when your friend calls and says, hey, I'm in this situation, what do I do? It's pretty quick to come up with advice or to tell them, hey, you should do this because we have some distance. But 
when we do that to ourselves by saying, using our pronouns or by calling ourselves by our name, it gives us just a little bit of distance and it makes our emotions come down and our logic goes up. So it's easier to think about something from a logical standpoint rather than when we're so emotional and you can't think straight. We were just talking about why it's actually a healthy thing to talk about ourselves in third person. And Devante was saying that uh, he feels a lot of loneliness, but do you want help with the loneliness or are you okay with it? Uh, I would love help with the loneliness just so I can be a little bit more outgoing and actually be able to explore with different types of people and be able to get, you know, different personalities and things like that. And it'll also help me figure out who I am to the full extent. Um, like I know who I am, very obnoxious, loud, very confident, of course. But when it comes to the outside world, it's like I'm very, very well reserved and I'm inside and I'm like, all right, I want to go out more. I want to meet different people, different personalities, do all that good stuff. Can I ask, what is the, um, what do you think is the prevailing thought of why you don't do the thing that you know you want to do, right? Like, so you want to be able to socially interact, connect with others, show up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you recently moved to Los Angeles, yes. right? So what is the thought that prevents that from happening? Um, I think it's more so of just like keeping in uh, my inner childhood because I grew up really, really shy. So I was, oh, I've always been reserved anyway. That was a very like, you're in therapy answer. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, let me psychoanalyze myself. What I'm saying yeah. is there's a thought, like opportunity arises, you know, let's say Tony or mm -hmm. is like, hey, let's go hang out. Or there's something that you're thinking that mm -hmm. because there's opportunity, people want to connect with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that moment, what's the thought? Like, oh, I don't want to leave what I'm doing. I don't, it's uncomfortable. Like what is the. Um, for me, I always like to work for the most part. So that's one thing. And then two, um, I've always had this thing in my mind. Like I I'm an overthinker when it comes to me hanging out with people. So it's like, Oh, I don't know if they're going to like me or are they bringing a group of friends with them? How are they going to like me? You know, what, what are we doing? Certain things that we're doing that I may not even be interested in. So how am I going to be able to connect with them? If I can't talk about something that they're interested in, like, you know, all of those things, it kind of scares me sometimes. So it makes me back off. <laughs> so it sounds like it would make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you didn't want to feel uncomfortable. So you yeah. say, I'm going to stay home because working is comfortable. Creating mm -hmm. content is a good thing. And yeah. going out will make me feel slightly uncomfortable because mm -hmm. I have all these questions running through my head. Yeah. So what if you challenged yourself and you said, okay, I'm going to go out maybe one night a week, or I will say yes to 10% of my opportunities that come my way or half of them. And you just set a small goal, or maybe you invite somebody else out and you mm -hmm. do something that feels a little bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. just to start exposing yourself to it more. I suspect the more that you do it, the easier it will become, of but course. you want to take small steps to do yeah. it. Yeah, I actually did one thing a couple of weeks ago, and this was actually when Tony uh, FaceTimed me con to congratulate me on an endorsement that I have for Mortal Kombat. And uh, <laughs> I typically don't like do parties or anything because typically it's always a negative outcome that happens. I mean, coming from Arizona, it's always something negative. I hear about it on the news and things like that. But I was like, you know what? Let me just take a breather. Let me do this really quick. And actually it was one of the, 
best times I've ever had in my entire life. So I actually was very, very happy that I did that. And you went to a party. Uh, it was, well, it was kind of like a, well, not really a party, more like a friend's kickback. Did you, did you have anxiety coming here? No, actually I've always wanted to be here. So I had no problem with that. Um, I think it was because like I was alone at that point too, along with like my friend who actually moved out here with me. I knew him for years. So that's why I was okay with that. So it sounds, it sounds to me like the guy in the mirror Mm -hmm. is somehow staying in the in the bathroom at times yeah and that part of you because you're capable of of having the self-talk having mm-hmm. the 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 guidance the yeah. the narrative that that's the guy who needs to start showing up mm-hmm. when these opportunities arise yeah now is that guy Devonte, or is it like Devonte? like like <laughs> like if you're talking in third person, you know it's just like look like sometimes i wrote a book called best self we all have alter egos mine's a wizard named merlin mm-hmm. and that's why I have wizards all over is i bring the wizard into what i do yeah because i had to set a goal similar to you recently where i was like every day i told tony i'm like every day i'm meeting one person that i haven't connected with for in a while i'm connecting with someone mm-hmm. right it's a strategy to force ourselves to do the very thing that we want to do right? right so i wonder if you brought in the the man in the mirror mm-hmm. if that would start changing your action that's actually very interesting now that you say that that's very interesting um so it's more so like a devonte instead of a sassy devonte or Javante, <laughs> you know, a little personality into that. Um, but I would like to be able to uh, explore and be able to make goals for myself and be able to do the things that I told myself I would never do or at least be able to try it and see how I would like it. So most definitely it's. Yeah, I think yeah. there's this illusion that like everyone is extremely comfortable in new settings mm-hmm. and outgoing and is desiring, you know, and like. Sometimes it's really easy to get caught up and saying, oh, I have work to do. Mm-hmm. But then like we really look at it and we go, well, how much work did we actually do instead of doing that thing? Did we watch a movie? Did we watch TV? Did we go on social media? Mm-hmm. And that we always kind of have these excuses as to why we don't do what we need to do, right? Right. And maybe even pushing yourself to go out, maybe talking to yourself in the third person in that situation can help too to talk yourself into it because your brain is lying to you it's telling you you won't have fun you can't do this you'll be too uncomfortable you can't stand it Mm -hmm. and you need to challenge those thoughts by pushing yourself to say all right i know my brain is playing a trick on me it's lying to me right now and the best way to prove it wrong is to go out and do that very thing just going to take some pushing to get you there most definitely and covid has made it so it's even more exaggerated for people and people have really gone into their comfort zone. So like with this podcast, besides having my parents over Zoom, I'm like, unless it's some groundbreaking, you know, video conference, I'm not doing Zoom podcasts anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. I don't think it's healthy for me. I don't think I get to connect with people. And I find there's a lot of resistance because people are really comfortable. Uh, people would rather be sitting at home. Um, and for some people, they have a lot of anxiety socializing. Now there's a heightened sense of anxiety Mm -hmm. that happens not because people are scared of getting COVID, 
but because they haven't interacted with each other. Like my parents have probably seen or interacted with like four people in the last year. You know, they, that muscle of social interaction has been completely taken away. And it's, I find that we have to double down because we got so comfortable not having to interact with other people, you know, like it's, it's, um, it's something Devonti that like everyone is challenged with mm-hmm. is, um, am I going to be liked? Mm-hmm. What am I going to say? Are they going to expect something from me? Uh, what if I don't have fun, mm-hmm. you know, but the, when we really play the tape through the worst thing that could happen is what? Honestly, the worst thing that could happen is it, it's, it's, it's more so just like having, if they don't like me, I mean, that's fine. I, I really would just have to like move on forward. Yeah. Let's say they don't like you. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just paint the picture. Yeah. They don't like you. Mm-hmm. Like, are they throwing tomatoes at you? Like, what is what? No, no I mean, like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, let's say they don't like you, whoever mm-hmm. these people are, who are coming in with the same energy, meaning like they're, they may just be interested in getting to know you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we enter into situations, it's really hard because we can get stuck with ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can get stuck feeling insecure if we go to a party and going, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And it's confusing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we always have to dig back into our purpose. So if our purpose is to get to know people, mm-hmm. to enhance our business relationships, mm-hmm. to uh, connect with others, to learn, that's our purpose. And right. we get out of self-centeredness. Right. But if we get into anxiety, anxiety is quite self-centered when we think about it because it's Mm fear-driven. It's not based in reality, nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100. And we sometimes it's really a helpful tool that I've found is to clarify purpose because I used to show up at events and as soon as I got bored, I wanted to leave. I'm bored, I wanna leave. It was almost like, well, what's this event doing for me? Right. And now I've realized, okay, my intention is to get to know new people. Mm-hmm. My intention is to learn something like, oh, that's interesting how they set up decorations. It's to see how maybe they set up, it could be catering. It could be like, or, oh, wow, that's cool. I never played this board game before. You know, it's like, it's, it's really when we get into purpose, it strips away anxiety. And I find that's a really helpful tool is if we go with purpose, and sometimes we can go with purpose, and then we're like, we try to go with another purpose, and then we go, all right, our purpose is not happening here. Then we can leave, because our purpose isn't met. But then we're not leaving out of like insecurity, or um, boredom. It's almost like, okay, well, this no longer has a purpose for me. You know, like if I go to a bar, which now bars are opening, and at a certain point, if I'm going to hang out with my friends, I'm going to hang out with my friends. If my friends start getting really intoxicated, my friends change. I may reach a point where I go, this is no longer the friendship that I showed up for, that my purpose for being here has left. Or if my purpose is to go dancing and the music's terrible, I may redefine my purpose. Like, oh, there's, are there any cute guys here or whatever, right? But after a while, I leave. If I, if I can't hang out with my friends because the music's too loud, it defeats the purpose of why I went out. 
Instead of it being like, I'm leaving because I feel insecure or I'm leaving because I don't feel accepted or I'm leaving because I'm not getting enough attention. Because if we lead with those purposes, we're miserable. And I, I know what you're saying. And it's, it's so interesting how like we revert back into those parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. that aren't really who we are. Mm -hmm. And, but we get really comfortable in it. You know, we get really comfortable. And, and for you, Tony, what, what, what is your kind of challenge going on? With, as far as on the list? Yeah. I think that was pretty much it. Just the pleasing. people pleasing. Yep. And do you have any examples? Not really, no. I think because I kind of stopped doing it, so. You stopped please, people pleasing? Yeah. Gotcha. What were you going to say, Amy? I was just curious to hear his examples, too. So <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear that it's gotten better. How did you get better? How did you uh, stop being such a people pleaser? Um, I just stopped putting into energy into other people. How did you define that? Like, how could you tell? I could just tell whenever I give energy to someone and they don't give it back. It's like, just take a step back away from them. Yeah, isn't it interesting when we really want certain people to like us? Mm-hmm. Like, if we really think about it with humans, why would we want certain humans to like us more than other humans? Like. Is it because there's, I guess, I suppose there's some advantage that we could be seen like, oh, if this human likes us, then it may improve my work, it may improve my romance. But it's like, sometimes we want people to like us that when we really take a step back, we're like, why do we want these people to like us? Mm-hmm. Do you go through that? Yeah, absolutely. In my own life and in people I've coached where they, if it could be a romantic partner that maybe doesn't share the same interest back that they have or an ex that the relationships ended yet somebody still hung up on. I wasn't good enough because they didn't like me. And it's tough to figure out not everybody has to like you or you don't have to have constant attention and affection from certain people and you can still be a good enough person anyway. Yeah. I think this stuff pops up a lot too, like with dating. Yeah. Are you single right now? I'm married. You're married. Oh, you I got am. you got remarried. Yep, I did. You're remarried. Tony's in a relationship. Devontae, are you single or are you mm, dating? Single. Are you wanting to date? I'd love to. Yeah, I'm wanting to. Are you dating? No, not currently. <laughs> I guess it would be hard to date if you if you. I guess that, you know what it is. Is this? I think can, getting out and connecting with others is such a good stepping off point mm-hmm. to lead to dating, yeah. right? Like, otherwise, it would be pretty awkward. Right. It'd be pretty overwhelming. How do, how do you meet people to date now? Um, I mean, I've just been using like lately because of COVID, I haven't really been able to go anywhere. So the only option that I have was just using like dating apps, you know, Tinder, um, you know, Bumble, Hinge, things like that. So that's been the only way so far. Yeah. It's um, how do you, how do you think people get mentally stronger with dating, Amy? So it's interesting that our, a lot of our unhealed wounds from childhood come out when we start dating someone, whether somebody has an anxious attachment and that plays out or their conflict style, you can tell a lot about people. And sometimes we have the ability to, that other people can bring out the best in us. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have two people and for whatever reason, it just, they just struggle to get along. There's certain quirks that they have to work out. You can learn so much about yourself based on who you become in a relationship or how you interact with the other person. Got it. So what, what do you think you do to get stronger in this arena? 
So I think it's, again, just about learning about yourself. How much do you do you give to the other person? How much do you uh, forgive the other person when they mess up? How much energy do you put into to the relationship? How much do you trust the other person? How quick are you to decide, okay, am I going to trust completely? Is it a really slow process? So I think building mental strength in a relationship is often about learning about yourself, mm. figuring out where your anxieties are, figuring out uh, the places where you are maybe too guarded or places where you are just too quick or how much do you expect the other person to meet every need in your life? Yeah. So I think it goes back to self-awareness and figuring out how do you interact with this other person? And I, I find for a lot of people in business, for example, you know, to how to get mentally stronger in business, because it takes a lot of discipline, motivation, drive, resilience, not giving up, like you say on the list, you know, like, you know, uh, successful people don't give up after the first time, but they don't make the same mistakes over and over again. So when you say don't make the same mistakes over and over again in business, what are you thinking of? So, you know, sometimes we tend to think uh, even marketing, I'm going to market myself this way and it doesn't work yet. Then the next month we don't really figure out why it didn't work. We just try the same old marketing plan again, or maybe we don't do enough research ahead of time and we put a product out and then put out another product and we expect that one to work without figuring out why the first one was a flop. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Tony? I agree. I'm kind of curious though, Mike, is there anything on the list that you maybe struggle with? Well, I think for me, it depends on the day, right? Like, and it depends on the situation. Um, I sometimes can dwell on the past only in where I feel like sometimes like, like let's say at cast centers, like I'm hiring a therapist and I'll dwell on the past of why a therapist didn't work out. And it, I'll keep dwelling on it. I'll keep playing that tape over and over again. Like, or, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't fear alone time. I, uh, I don't resent other people's successes. I sometimes get confused by other people's successes. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm more like, how did that work? But then at the same time, you never, I was speaking to my accountant yesterday and I have to pay a big tax bill. And I was saying to him, especially in Los Angeles, you never know how someone does financially. Like some people will have five cars. Or they'll have like a very expensive car and be, they'll have a roommate, right? And they'll be in like an apartment and you never know. And I was talking to him, I'm like, gosh, like, he's like, look, you're at an eight out of 10 in terms of like how you save money. And that made me feel a lot better. But I think like, in terms of like comparing to others, it's, and it's such a, it's such a, it's such a vacuum of like unhappiness to do that. But I find that like sometimes I have to remind myself like, hey, you don't know the whole story. Even with social media, you don't know what's going on with that person. You know, so I feel pretty, um, I feel pretty, I mean, Tony, do you see any of these in me? You're around me all the time. You can be honest. No comment. You can get the comment. <laughs> no comment. Why? One of them sticks out to you? Like three of them do, but no comment. Okay. I don't give a fuck, Tony. <laughs> No comment. Give, you won't give me any of them. No, nah, no comment. But why? Are you afraid I'm going to be upset? But he said he's no, not a people not pleaser. Yeah, he's not a people pleaser, but he's, there's some that. No comment. There's some that like are me, <laughs> allegedly, but then he's people pleasing me right now, but he's done with people pleasing. Can you give me one that I do? It would be helpful. I'm, I'm asking for help. I'll just say one. What? I'll just say the, definitely the, uh, 
the you had mentioned it already what? since we'll just go off of that one which one not shy away from others whenever uh resenting people who are other people's success mm. we've had weeks where you know we've definitely compared the work we've done to other people's work and it doesn't amount to them to their success are we talking about coaches or are we yeah. talking about pop culture oh coaches, coaches. Yeah, I would say there's true. And by the way, why wouldn't you just tell me that? Like, <laughs> I thought he was literally going to divulge some secrets that, like, oh, I didn't no. even know I had. Like, nah. that's, and by the way, Tony, it helps me. Like, and I'm, you're right. I think that I get, and Amy and I were talking about this a little earlier. I get a little frustrated in this uh, coaching world uh, of these coaches that are, they're really marketers. I don't see them so much as coaches and they try to upsell everyone on packages and, and it, they have dishonest brands. Like they'll preach authenticity, but they'll buy 80% of their followers. I get a little frustrated because when I come out with a book, I want to get booked on certain shows. Like I have, I have a little Devonte in me. That's like, I expect I've written two New York times with selling books. I'm on the number one daytime television show. Am I not cool enough? Like, do I not have as big of engagement? And I also have to realize to this point that you can't have immediate results. I've been doing this for three years. And sometimes I think you're right, Tony. I, I get, I want immediate results. And there is comparing. Have I done any comparing recently? No. Not recently, no. Not recently. What other Thank ones God. do I have? <laughs> I think that's it for now. Tony, why won't you give me the all of them? <laughs> I'm good right now. I think Tony sometimes uh, is afraid that I'll be upset at him when really I just would rather him tell me like it is because it actually helps me being a boss like and I do feel that off Tony and he has a lot of compassion for me and and kindness. Um, but sometimes you want someone just to tell you. Because I, I, being stuck in that loop, that cycle loop that we get caught in, and sometimes it just requires someone else going like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. And uh, right, as a coach, as a therapist, this is a lot of what we do, right? It's showing people how, how they see themselves doesn't always line up with their behavior. So when somebody says, I'm such a loyal friend, yeah, but you just lied to your friend yesterday. And then, but they don't necessarily see that or they have a declaration. Devante, you refer to yourself as a shy person. Mm -hmm. You have 6 million followers on TikTok yeah. and you put yourself out there. And so the rest of the world doesn't see you the way that you see you, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's helpful to have somebody else say that label that you have no longer fits or mm -hmm. here's something that you don't think you do, but I'll give you four examples of the last time you did it. So I love that too when I get feedback from people people that care about me enough to give me helpful feedback, not just the emails you get from strangers on, on the internet, but right. people that really know you and can Which say- Which of these do you struggle with still, Amy? You know, I, if I was honest, I still struggle with all of them at If you times. were honest. Right, if I were an honest person. <laughs> uh, so I would say, you know- I Which still, one though do you feel like, like pops up for you a lot? Uh, probably the don't feel sorry for yourself. I have moments even in this day that I'll be like, oh, 
I have to go do this thing. And then I remind myself, actually, you, you get to do that thing. And it's not that bad if this is what's going on in your life right now that you get to travel to LA and you go do something for that's really fun. Like, what do you have to complain about? Right. And I can catch it so that I don't end up in the self-pity trap and stay stuck there. But it still sometimes pops into my head of, oh, this isn't fair. I shouldn't have to do this. I do that too. I'll be, I'll be like, God, I don't really, why do I have to do this? I have to do this. Right. Why do I have to do this? And then if I look back to when I was like 18 or 19 and looking at my life today, I'd be like, oh my God, you get to do that. You know what I mean? It's like back in the day as a counselor, it used to be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to clinical staffing or like to talk about clients or like, and then sometimes I'd be like, oh, I gotta show, I gotta show up for this training. Back in the day, I would have been like, there's a training. I'll drive two hours to get to that training. You know what I mean? But then in today's time, we get we get so sad. We get um so matured with like life that what sometimes used to be exciting for us yes becomes boring, and we have to keep getting grateful that we all have this opportunity that so many people don't have. Right. And I, you know, I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the barrel. I've been there. And I think if then somebody would have told me where I'd be now, I wouldn't have even believed that life could be this good. So remind myself in those moments, you never know what's right around the corner. I was at the bottom of the barrel when I wrote this article and it changed my life. And so you never know what's up next and to just stay excited. What is your point of view on loss now? Like life, you know, going through that and having a bunch of loss in your life and yeah so it did a number on my brain for sure that I just kind of sometimes expect like when's the next shoe gonna drop what's gonna happen next um and so that's tough and so the people I care about I just really care about them and if they're telling me they're gonna go do something that might be slightly dangerous or they say that they don't feel well quick call the doctor because I'm expecting bad things to happen and so I have to really work on that to know that Yep, people do die and you are going to lose more people. But if you live in that place of fear, you're going to ruin the moments that you do have with people. And But like, what do you think happens when we die? So I, I'm a firm believer that, that there is a life after this one. And so I do feel like, okay, I'll get to see people again. And I'm holding out hope that that's, that's the way that it works. What do you guys think? What do you think happens when you go away? Uh, I'm agnostic. Um, for the most part, I'm more of a scientific person, so I need proof of things instead of just believing what people say all the time or like, you know, just reading off of a book that was actually written by a man, you know, but that's a whole different topic. But So what do you think? So, so even being agnostic, what do you think happens? I think we just, we die out and I think we just get eaten by bugs and we rot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all that, that, that is. What do you think, Tony? I would, I still somewhat believe that they're, possibly is like a heaven but i don't know like he's like Devonte said i agree i need proof yeah like if i die and then suddenly god's like do you believe in jesus then i'll be like yeah of course i totally believe in jesus <laughs> send me on to heaven right like and like but the reality you know i don't want to go that really hot place which yeah. like by the way like even if like there's this idea of hell and living in hell right you're like but you're all hanging out with other hellish people when you have fun. Like what is so bad about it? If you thought, if you think, you know, like it's just interesting how we use these like constructs of like our own brains of like good, bad, you know, like, Oh, it's all going to be good people. Well, don't we all sin? Haven't we all done things that are uh, bad? Oh, just because you believe then suddenly you're saved from sin. Mm-hmm. Like 
And then if God is this thing that's forgiving and loving towards all, then like, wouldn't we all be forgiven and loved towards all, even if we didn't believe in it? Like, exactly. You know what I mean? But I, I think, um, I think life is, uh, life is so short, right? And we're all in this moment, even now, right? It's a moment now. And we either can be completely present in a moment or we could have our minds drifting elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I found I find that the most important thing is how I show up and could be present. It's hard, right? It's hard to be present in the moment, having a conversation, looking at someone, feeling someone. But I find that like that's what life is so much about is being in the moment and enjoying the moment. And it's hard because we get anxiety or we think we need to go fix this or solve that or do this. And like, I don't know if we, if I've said before, if we're reincarnated, I'm going to be a giant animal. You know what I mean? <laughs> or maybe I like zap up and you end up on another planet. Cause this galaxy is so freaking big, right? Like millions of planets and who knows what the hell happens. But you know, I do know that like how we're here today and how we show up and how we give our, ourselves the best chance of living the life we want, because the only thing that stops us in the u.s because other countries that i've visited is no shot this i mean it's it's a very it's a way steeper climb way steeper is how do we show up mentally strong how do we continue to have self-awareness like i appreciate you Devonte, saying like being honest with us and and saying like here's what I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. Here's my awareness around it. Here's where I want to get to. Because when people do that, it starts to become uh, less shadowy and Mm -hmm. secretive. And we give it the breath that it needs so we can make some changes. My sense is because of this conversation, you'll have some seeds planted. Mm -hmm. No idea when they sprout. But hopefully there's a moment to where you're able to go, you know what I am going, I am deserving of, of giving myself to other people and, and branching out and reaching out and connecting. And I think even coming here with us is a first step yeah. towards doing that. Yeah. I was literally just about to say that, honestly, even me coming here, like, honestly, like this was something that I'm proud of myself of just doing, having to obviously like meet you guys, which was a blessing. Um, and also like, you know, being here with Tony, you know, him being an amazing friend and amazing creator and things like that. And just like having this connection, this love that I actually feel in the room, like, honestly, like it makes me think even after having the conversation about, you know, me actually pushing myself out more and connecting with more people, meeting diff- different types of people and stuff and setting goals for myself. Like, honestly, like it's like, it's making me realize as we have these conversations, like, wow, like he's right. I need to do that more. And I'm currently doing that now. And honestly, I'm, I'm very happy that I actually did. So good. Yeah. And this is the first like type of show you've gone on like this, right? Um, well, I've been in, uh, like three other podcasts. Um, one of them was another in-person one with another influencer that I used to watch. And then the other ones before that were actually just virtual due to COVID. And I was living in Arizona. Everything else was here in California. But I'm saying where you opened up about, what's going on for you oh yeah yeah you most know? definitely um depending on what we're talking about um I, I have no problem opening up like I, i'm an open book honestly so yeah 
No, that's great. I think that's that's you being an open book and even speaking from your heart is why you have over six million followers mm-hmm. and people love what you have to say is because you're shining a light. It's what probably attracted Tony mm-hmm. to being, you know, connecting with you and you know, and it's I'm glad we were all able to get together and just talk like this is something we all we're all trying to get better at. Like whether we're coaches, therapists, whatever, we all have to do this day in, day out. Because without trying to get mentally stronger and this list which ended up coming from a point of pain became inspiration and became a colossal millions of books sold and where you're now the chief uh was a chief editor at very well which is the biggest mental health publication online in the world um is impressive thank you, you. Know, so thank you guys for coming together for this thank you amy moore and Devonte. Tony directs and uh, let me know what you guys all thought about this. You can also find their social media, which is Dev- what is your social media handle, Devonte? So TikTok, you can find me at I am Devonte. Instagram, it's Devonte Wilson. And you, Amy? Um, on Instagram, I'm Amy Morin, author. Got it. And Tony is Tony directs, right? Yes. And I'm Coach Mike Bear, and uh, I have a free empowerment group every Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific time, which Amy has spoken at. Hundreds of people on Zoom. We talk about a different inspiring topic, food and wellness group the following day. Text me the word empowerment, 310-984-1858. That's 310-984-1858. And uh, you can join our empowerment group. So thanks, guys. Until next time, keep it magical. The Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professionals.